Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and Tyler Hymanson. And we have a very, very special guest here tonight, you guys. I'm so excited to welcome music supervisor Jonathan Christensen to the podcast tonight. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Jonathan, uh, you were the music supervisor on the film we're talking about tonight, uh, Child's Play 2019. Yes, indeed. Just, so, came, just came out. Yes, and congratulations on a great uh, launch of the film. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It seemed like it did pretty well this weekend. It did? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> I haven't checked the Rotten Tomatoes lately, but it seemed, it seemed like it was doing okay. It wasn't getting yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think it was all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so for uh, you know listeners out there who might not know, um, can you give us a little bit of a like brief background on what exactly a music supervisor is and kind of like what you did on the project? Yeah, well, in broad strokes, music supervisor works on all aspects of the music from on cameras to licensing hard AF songs that are <laughs> very difficult to track down to just managing expectations. Speak, you speak a lot of different languages. You're in the studio with artists and you know working in the recording process, but then you're also dealing with the lawyers and the um, the studios and making sure everything falls within budget, making sure you have a hundred percent of all the songs and you're just kind of responsible for everything. You're the guy that when, when something hits the fan and they're on set, <laughs> they, you get that friend to call like, Oh my God, what do we do? Oh, that's, that's pretty much it. So you, you could say that being a music supervisor is not child's play. <laughs> it's very serious. <laughs> you could, but, but I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I know I don't have the drum sound effect. I'm sorry. <laughs> Got to get that. <laughs> well, uh, so talking about Child's Play, um, so, we're, you know, you mentioned uh, licensing hard AF songs. Were there, were there any situations like that uh, that came up on the uh, on the film? There was a couple songs that were hard, and we actually couldn't afford them, so we just had to replace them. Oh, wow. Um, there, was a, there was one of the original songs was based around You Are My Sunshine, mm-hmm. and we could not afford that, so uh, <laughs> we, we did something on our own. But um, as far as difficult clearances... The director, Lars, he tempted in pretty much all the biggest songs in the world from, <laughs> from the Beatles and War. And, oh, my God. You know, oh, all, just all, all big bands, including the, the most famous classical pieces. So, oh, good. Um, <laughs> so we just had, to, we had a fun, fun task of replacing things. Luckily, he was not too precious. Uh, some directors are very precious yes. in their music. Mm-hmm. So he, um, he knew what he wanted, but he understood the constraints. And, you know, he's a first, I, I don't know if first-time director, but this is his probably his biggest shot so he he's yeah. willing to take you know um guidance from us so yeah actually i was looking him up on imdb and uh on uh, his directorial debut is uh that film polaroid which you may have uh remember oh, seeing yeah. trailers for and got uh, lost in all of the um harvey weinstein stuff right and that I, movie was I, never I don't released. believe it's been released yeah yet. <laughs> yeah um but uh, yeah, so he he got his uh, directorial debut now with this cosplay. Uh, you know what? I think it's about time we just dive right in and listen to that trailer. Andy, I know this move has been really tough, but this is supposed to be a new start for us. Remember, you said you were going to try to make new friends. Buddy can connect to and control all of your Caslin products and smart home devices, introducing your new best friend. Oh, my God. 
to tell you something, and I need you to believe me. I think Chucky did something. Ooh, there we go. Chucky did it again. <laughs> did something. He did something. He did something. But tra- but trailers aren't really that suspenseful, right? On sequels, like especially if it's a reboot, like a straight up kind of like this film is. Is it, is it suspenseful for you guys? Uh, maybe. I mean, because the first time I saw the trailer in the theater, I was like, it, obviously it doesn't start out. And but when she's like, "Oh, you're gonna make new friends," I was like, "Oh shoot, it's Chucky! This is the one!" Yeah, like, we, we've been watching Chucky for like seven weeks now, so yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, this is it! It's my this first time seeing one. what it's gonna look like, or yeah. whatever." You yeah, know, yeah. so it was kind of exciting. Um, I don't know. Was it all in marketing, or did you actually have to license that courtship of Betty's father uh, song, aka the Awesome song that was in the trailer? Uh, yeah, we had to. We had to coordinate. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know the real TV show, but I also think of it as the Awesomeo song. Okay. Fair, fair. <laughs> yeah, we we worked on that, and um, you know, Bear, our composer, he really did a lot of the heavy lifting on this particular film. Mm-hmm. Um, he. You know, he of course worked with Mark Hamill, and he redid all you know the themes. And um, yeah, he was yeah, he was a godsend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, did you? So, did you guys have any hand in uh, helping to choose Bear uh, for the project? Or um, it was mainly the studio. They mm-hmm. they loved him, and you know, we we weighed in, in with our thoughts. But we, as soon as they suggested his name and said that he was within our reach. Mm-hmm. We were like, all for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Killing it. And it's that the score vinyl is actually being released soon. On a waxwork. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'm actually tempted to buy it because I thought the score it's in this great. Movie is really it's cool. awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bear McCreary has been. Killing it yes. these last couple of weeks. As, uh, a, as a thank you for having me on, I'll, I'll try to get you one. Oh, <laughs> dang, yeah. That would be uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so cool. Um, All right, yeah. the episode's over. We've accomplished what <laughs> yeah. we need to accomplish. Actually, <laughs> podcast over. We're done. <laughs> Turn, it off. Turn it off. We got, our, got some swag coming. No, um, uh, yeah, so uh, starting off with it, I mean, we've had seven weeks of, of Child's Play and Chucky, and now we have something that's uh, brand new and fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got to say, I have to agree with Tyler. I yeah. was having a lot of fun. And uh, I went and saw this actually um, just last night, uh, a Monday night, and the theater was still pretty full. Wow. And people were having a blast at this cool. movie. Yeah, our theater was, in, we saw it Friday night that it came out, and it was a 10.30 screening, mm-hmm. and the theater was rowdy and it wow. was wow yeah See, i saw fun. it friday at like 5 30 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was still like full of teens and you know mm-hmm. people that were really like, super into it so it was nice. fun. wow i love that yeah how did you watch it did you just go to the premiere we went to the premiere it was uh wednesday night at the arc light dome in oh, Hollywood. Nice. and it was it was fun um it felt actually a little restrained like people weren't losing their minds the way that mm-hmm. i've been to other premieres like for example since this is a sequel uh podcast I, the first purge last summer uh-huh. I, um people were like standing up clapping like oh, yeah <laughs> yeah that shit. and uh this one everyone seemed a little like restrained i and i couldn't tell why it, it but i think it was because it was a small screening mm-hmm. and it was mostly just friends and family they didn't have a huge sure. like, uh extended audience 
And everybody had probably seen it 150 mm-hmm. times already. Right. So <laughs> they, the jumps didn't quite hit them as hard anymore. Yeah. If I had to guess, too, like in that Purge movie, they were like killing white supremacists and like bad guys. Whereas this one, it's like, oh, the old lady's dead. You're not going to be like, yeah, Chucky, get it. You know, like, yeah. so I mean, like, oh, I'm scared. But then I'd be like, all right, kill those Nazis. Yeah. You know? so, like, it's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that whole scene, yeah, the whole scene with the old lady dying, too. I was just like, why is he killing her? I know. Yeah. <laughs> she was just so nice. I mean, it was crazy, but it was cool. Too. It was great. Like, yeah. So, um, had you seen any of the other Chucky movies? Yes, but not for a long time. Okay. Yeah. And so um, you didn't like first... rewatch them or anything coming up to this? Yeah. I sh- I, I probably should have in hindsight, but yeah. um, you know, I I went back and listened to the old scores, mm-hmm. um, but I I didn't actually. Re- how many How many of them are there? I don't even seven. Seven. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you guys have done all seven. We, we have, have done all wow. seven. And I would say that uh, uh, Bear score is definitely the most... Well... I do like the original theme, which is in this movie, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so did you guys have to do any work clearing that uh, original version of the theme? We, yeah, we did. We had to make sure that it was... Um, the original still owned by MGM, so mm-hmm. we had to just make sure that they still own the rights. Um, you know, if you guys heard that there is this... The whole controversy behind it was that they're mm-hmm. rebooting it, but the director wasn't re- the original right. creator wasn't really behind it. Right. So we, there was we made sure that this was free and clear of like any of that legal stuff. I imagine that that's a unique challenge, especially when he has complete control over that, and it's like, well, not complete control. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw the. Um, I saw the, you know, the Chucky, or sorry, Child's Play 1988 main title theme, like, in the end credits, but I don't recall hearing it in the movie. I think it was right in the beginning. Oh, okay, yeah. that's when I thought I heard it. I don't know. There was a version, I believe it's Muzak, played in the in the Kaslan store. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's Sweet. awesome. Because yeah. I know there's, like, a fully produced, like, bare version on the soundtrack, and I was like, I don't remember hearing this, but. Yeah. There's, there's another, I cool. don't, there's another version, I don't think it made it onto the soundtrack, but it's a like a electro pop version for the, for the infomercial. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know if Barrett wants everyone to know that he worked. <laughs> now we're going to start Sorry, tweeting man. at him. Yeah, we release. Demand. Yeah, it's like it's like the Zack Snyder de- uh, director's cut of Justice League. I'm like, release the electro pop. <laughs> <laughs> it does exist. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so you were talking about the infomercial. The movie starts out with this like Caslin infomercial. Caslin being the new company uh, that is uh, creating the the buddy dolls. Yes, and they're kind of like a Apple Amazon hybrid. Like they're an Internet of Things company. Yeah, and buddy is with an I at the end. That's how you know it involves technology. That's right. Well, yeah. and the I has like a Wi-Fi. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so the buddy is like an Alexa if it had uh, a face, arms, and legs and could walk on And sounded like the Joker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I love this, I love this infomercial of it, like, showing it doing all these things and, like, yes. it'll learn new ways to entertain you. And I was like, that's so weird. Uh, but I just thought it looked so funny. Well, and the infomercial almost looks like... Um, like a televangelist, like infomercial, like, yeah. like it's like join our way of life, like the Caslin way. Yeah, it's kind of praise me. <laughs> totally. yeah. Well, and it also the thing too is that it connects with all other household appliances right. of the same brand. So. Yeah, which apparently everyone has like Caslin everything kind of. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like there's Caslin cars. Like there's Caslin. Yeah, it's like they're like, like it's, I said, they're like Apple and Amazon. Yeah. Uh, Uber as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like. 
Pretty much everything. They're yeah. uh, uber conglomerate of all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, Apple has cars and uh, and Amazon has drones. So yeah, we, good point. We're like two years away from this movie being real. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I want the blonde Alexa. So, <laughs> <laughs> so a thing that I like about this movie is that, and, and it understands the legacy of, of these movies and comes out right, of, right out of the gate with this, this infomercial and kind of saying like, Hey, here's, we're doing something different here and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And like, like just deal with it. Like, we're not even going to try to tiptoe around it. We're not going to be clever about it. It's like, they, they tell you what's happening with Chucky why he's going to be evil it's going to it's a disgruntled factory worker mm-hmm. uh in this sweatshop that this company has put together in vietnam not china chinese sweatshops are so last year <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we made sure to get that right with the music yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh which is appreciated because in this podcast there's been so many times where it's just like Random Asian country. Yeah. And you're like, mm, mm, yeah. It's the same music cue every time. The Cantonese. That's been true. Uh, but, you know, it's just like, okay, well, I'm deactivating everything and, uh, you know, violence protocol activated. And the movie doesn't, I really actually appreciated just getting this over with mm-hmm. and saying, like, this is what's happening. Yeah, not, not a huge... Uh, long origin lore right. thing happening here. Right. Yeah, um, I actually like, there, there's a couple times where this happens in the movie and I feel like it's a callback to the original, but I love like the establishing shot of the sweatshop in Vietnam. Uh, it's like thunderclouds and lightning and mm-hmm. it looks very similar to yes. like the voodoo, you know, thundercloud that comes uh, from the first. Yeah, it's movies. really smart. It's in a way that it's <laughs> like, hey, like I, we understand the rules of this, we're updating it and like for, for those of you who know, this is fun, this is the same like voodoo is is technology in this point, and really tomato tomato. You know, yeah, let's it, let's let's get on with it. And it also seems like a little bit more plausible of a yes. reason for this doll well, to be going crazy. <laughs> the child's play movies didn't take the voodoo seriously. That's true. Like, it's like there's a voodoo for dummies books <laughs> at, at, at one point, and then it's just like, oh, we just had a spell. Like it's it's fine. I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. um, I felt bad because at this point in the movie. Um, there's like these executives or people, boss standing outside the factory, and then the disgruntled right. worker like kills himself. Right. And for some reason, just my reaction was like to laugh at this situation because <laughs> mostly because I was thinking of the reaction of these corporate guys. Yeah, like, you're like, like, yeah, fuck yeah, that dude's I totally, car. I totally <laughs> laughed, and the people next to me were like looking at me like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, oh god, I'm sorry, I'm watching Chucky for six weeks. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? are funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Don't feel bad somebody left in our screening okay. <laughs> there you go it's approved yeah uh yeah so uh then we're kind of off to the races with what's happening with this doll and um it's kind of i i really enjoy the reboot of of and we get back to then we get to chicago ostensibly yeah uh again and Zedmart. Zedmart. Zed. <laughs> that's so funny wouldn't that be like a canadian thing uh, yeah, I guess. That's why I kept thinking, like, does this take place in Canada? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it did. Uh, it was filmed in Canada. I oh, believe, okay. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I think Vancouver. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Um, but yeah, we meet uh, Karen Barkley, uh, Andy's mom, um, played by Aubrey Plaza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
She's mom age now, huh? I, yeah. I mean, I if you was. You think str- she looks too young to be a mom? It's because was... she had a very productive, <laughs> sweet sixteen. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I love that because, like, you know, the whole movie, I was like, I'm not buying her as his mom. It seems like his sister, and then I love that the comments on that. Like, yeah. <laughs> The kid's like, damn, your sister's hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my friend was like, can Aubrey Plaza really be the mom of this? I was like, well, the first movie was a lot about the anxiety of being like a kind of youngish single mom. So I guess. <laughs> and, and I think it plays into that really well. I think mm-hmm. that it, that totally works. And she, I, the thing I love about, she, so she works like a shitty retail job like the first movie. It's at the Zed Mart. But then she also has this awful milk toast boyfriend yeah who's like what i love about him is that he's so boring and so terrible at the same time like he's the worst but like he looks like he'd be totally normal he's the worst but i also feel like i have the most questions about him yes like like, how did they meet yeah Yeah. (laughs) seriously it's a good yeah and then yeah and then is he a landscaper (laughs) why the watermelons why the watermelons I would, well, if you want to, if you want me to dispel the magic, yes, please do. If you have insight, <laughs> I was also shocked at why there was a watermelon farm <laughs> in, the this guy's house. in Illinois. Yeah, I, it was. I was so shocked to the point where I was like, "Is this the same guy?" Also, it was dark, you know, in that scene with the watermelons. But I'm like, "What is going on?" Please tell us, Jonathan. So there's certain there certain restrictions on the type of kill that they could do because they could only lift um, any similarities to the very first film. They couldn't lift them to any of the Chucky's. So apparently, how it, well how it was originally scripted was they they just cut off the head and mm-hmm. then present it and then wrap it. But instead, they had to like come up with an alternative twist on how the how the face gets, you know. Uh, so somebody uh, thought, well, what's the shape of a head? Oh, watermelon. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's so crazy. Okay, so that's interesting. So they can copy kills from the first movie, but that's it? Is that what you're saying? A lot of elements, not just kills. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Be- especially with that ongoing beef. Because the other part of the franchise is still continuing, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. I'm trying to think of when they just cut off someone's head straight up, but... In the remember. first movie, or yeah, I don't remember. In the later ones. But yeah, so that's oh, so that's the one that MGM has the firmest hold of, and so that they can... That's, and, the, and, that's the only one they have the rights to. Right. Yeah. Oh, I okay. just remembered. It was the Piano Wire special effects supervisor guy that got killed in um, the seat of Chucky. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, right. But uh, uh, that's really interesting. Call. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I I did think that overall the deaths were really cool, and I think probably having to come up with new ones pushed them creatively. Like, I thought they were all really good. I just want, like, the tone of this movie is great. Like, it's really, really fun, and it um, is scary, but not jump scary. Like, I think it could be be adopted really, really well. It's one of my favorite, like, it almost had, like, a Evil Dead 2 tone, Mm -hmm. where it was wacky, but still... Never to the point where you weren't taking it seriously. Um, the first, the first half of the movie is like super wacky. Yeah, like when he's not totally evil. Yes, mm-hmm. the stuff they have him doing is so funny. I was laughing. Yeah, uh, really a lot. And like, and the, <laughs> and, the, and the lighting too. Like everything is kind yeah. of playing into it being this fun. Uh, it's really stylized, but also really grounded in a way that uh, it's like, well, our reality is crazy, so mm-hmm. this movie can be crazy. Uh, and I really, I had a ton of fun with. Yeah, 
I want to go back and talk about Gabriel Bateman, who plays Andy Barkley. <laughs> he's our friend from Benji, the Netflix 2019 <laughs> movie, and he's just the saddest little boy in the world. His dad is always dead. He never has any friends. He always is lonely and left alone as a latchkey kid and yep. needs a friend. Just anyone, a dog, an evil doll, whatever it is. He's very good at looking very, very sad. And this time they made him hearing impaired. Uh, yeah. 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 I was, I was yeah, what? Man. I don't know why he was hearing impaired. Um, I don't know. Do you have, do you have Just any? Just so that Chucky could feed him lines later. Lines. I guess so. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think it had to do with the technology aspect. That, yeah. Like, you know, the the technology can go sour. Yeah, I kind of wish, though, that if he was going to have that, like we talked about with the girl in the wheelchair from the other Chucky's, like I wish that Chucky had used the hearing aid more mm. if he was going to have that hearing aid. Mm. Um, and then at one point, the cop, we haven't even talked about yet, uh, Mike, the cop, like, uh, Andy leaves the room and Mike is still talking and then he goes like, oh, even the hearing impaired don't want to listen to me. And I was like, oh, like <laughs> yeah. nobody laughed. And I was like, I don't know about that joke. It's like, yeah. a bit weird. Yeah, but yeah. that was the only thing in the movie that I was just like, oh. Uh, like if it was his grandmother and she had two hearing aids, it would have been less. Maybe, as- yeah. yeah. I don't know. I was just kind of like, uh, well, because you, it doesn't, that such a joke just yeah. doesn't make any sense because like, they can't hear you, so it doesn't matter if they were, like, He's not you know. choosing to not <laughs> yeah, listen to you. Yeah, he's not choosing to not listen to you. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, that character played by Brian Terry Henry Paper is boy. the best <laughs> part of this movie. Yeah, they, they go a completely different direction with this cop than yes. they were before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's fantastic. So his mom basically lives on the same floor mm-hmm. as uh, Andy and his mom and visits them and kind of sees Andy being hanging out in the hallway when uh, Aubrey Plaza has her handyman boyfriend, <laughs> landscaper boyfriend, waterfel- watermelon farmer boyfriend, adulterer. <sighs> yeah, I was going to say, you mean adulterer boyfriend. That's the real thing. That bastard. Yeah, he had a bunch of stuff in his truck, right? Yeah, so what was... I still don't know what he was. Yeah, like, he had like a truck. Yeah, No, yeah, yeah he know. had like a landscape. Like he was like a... But, he was a a handyman who also had to work late, so it's yeah. <laughs> cutting those I night lawns. <laughs> <laughs> this grass can only be cut Good at night, night, honey. <laughs> Trust me, I'm a landscaper. <laughs> Don't ask questions. I did really, really like like I guess if we're going to talk about how this guy died. Um, I really like the Christmas lights. Although when the Christmas lights were getting eaten by the lawnmower, I was like, everybody knows that if you mess up one of the lights, the whole string goes out. <laughs> yeah. So like what is happening here exactly? But the effect and the lighting was very cool. Yeah, it was great. I liked to, uh, you know, he falls off this ladder and I was like, Oh man, this is like one of those, uh, you know, those YouTube videos of like the home alone things. Like here's what would happen if yeah, you yeah. actually fell. Uh, yeah. Cause like, you know, in His I think legs, home alone oh one, He's God. like swinging from the, yeah. the lights. Yeah, and his leg gets fucked up. Oh, yeah, so. and that was the first. I feel like that was the first really gruesome thing, and people yeah. were like, "Oh, uh, yeah!" And the audience like, "Oh, God. it was great." I loved it. <laughs> I guess that's what they do in Chi Town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't mess but, with but I, I have one little complaint about that. The that is the only symbol that it's anywhere near the holiday season, right? Right. Yeah, because mm-hmm. even the release of the toy, they never say, "Oh, it's." You know, Christmas yeah. time is here. Right, and they don't have any... I don't remember any Christmas decorations. But he's taking the lights down, isn't he? So That's maybe true. you're supposed to think yeah. that it's... I think it's later on. I think I, the impression that I got is that they were up way too long. 
Yeah. Like that, that he was taking them down like so in maybe, March. Yeah, maybe Buddy like, One when, came out for Christmas and Buddy Two's coming out for like summer yeah. or something. When is watermelon season? <laughs> oh, summer. Yeah, then that's what we'll know. <laughs> okay, well then summer. they've been up for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Those watermelons looked good. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's been working a lot of late nights. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That that's a good point. But yeah, it, it did seem like oh, he's a crappy dad who's cheating on his family i did so. i did love that while he was dying his children could not be bothered yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was great you they're just him, they're just sitting on their phones and he's like <laughs> yeah. you see him like fall down in the background and they're just like what well, that's satisfying yeah, yeah. i mean no there's a lot of comeuppance in this movie like mm-hmm. i would say for the first three to four kills three kills are all the, the movie takes pains to make this person, you want them to die. You're rooting for them to get fucked up. Yeah, and it's like, it, you know, it's an interesting new dynamic where um, we, I, we haven't really talked too much about the uh, the, the buddy Chucky doll yet. But, yes. But, um, you know, he's kind of going around uh, killing people because they hurt Andy or yes. Andy doesn't like them or something. He's trying to protect Andy, his best buddy. Right. I loved, I loved that they, that, so the sequence where we kind of see how Andy gets paired up with this Chucky doll is starts with Aubrey Plaza at Zed Mart and she's fielding a bunch of returns. And we <laughs> kind of find out that there's a new doll coming that uh, people are like, well, I don't want this old one anymore. And then, uh, so she gets a couple of them, and somebody comes back like his eyes were red. It was super weird, and she's like, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, something's wrong with this one." <laughs> and then uh, she extorts a coworker so that she can give it to her. That was great. <laughs> that was so great to her son as a gift. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, so it's basically like nobody wants this piece of technology anymore. Um, yeah. And gives it to Andy and, and imprints on him and becomes like they actually have a legitimate bond and a legitimate. They friendship. do, yeah. We and he gets to be with him a lot longer than in the original Chucky, and they have a good friendship. And Chucky does provide a good companion for him for a while. Yeah, um, yeah. I love there. There's yeah. like this, uh, you know. This kind of like happy montage Barry McCreary music that plays where it's like, you know, Andy and Chucky having fun. <laughs> and like, there's just like, I, I like that they uh, also that they aged up Andy in this movie. Yes. So he has a bit more agency and um, isn't, he can go sit out in an alley by himself yeah, and not be like, how <laughs> Aubrey Plaza should be in prison. He can yeah, actually be he, In fact, more. he's encouraged. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it allows him to have the doll like feed his emotional need. Whereas before Andy was so little that it was just like, I love this doll because he's a doll right. and I can hug him. Whereas this one, it's like, no, like he has a real emotional attachment to him because he's been his companion. Yeah. And this, this early stuff with uh, the Chucky with Chucky is so funny. Yes. Like, just like how he gets his name and everything. He's like, he's like, <laughs> Oh, I'm going to name you Han Solo. And he's, he's like, like, did you say Ch- yeah. Chucky? He's <laughs> like, no, I was like, Chucky. <laughs> Also, there's that whole, like, uh, he's like, what's your name? And Andy's like, Andy Sup. And he's like, hi, Andy, Andy Sup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, can I, can I yeah. ask a question for yeah. you guys? So, his name is Andy in the first one as well, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So, every, a lot of people that I've shown the mo- or asked to go see the movie, they thought it was Andy because of the Toy Story. Well, they, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. yeah. So, we think maybe Toy Story named the kid Andy almost a little really? bit thinking about Child's Play. Yeah. Interesting. Um, 
but yeah, and the, they use all the same names pretty much. You have Andy and Karen, and then Officer Mike is from the original movie as yeah. well. The setup is actually largely uh, very similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. other than like how Chucky gets to be evil and stuff. Yeah, I think that it's it the fun upgrade here, and I and I honestly like it better as the way like of, of how it structures out and how for pacing for a movie is that there's more plausibility for Chucky to be alive and to have the interaction with Andy to actually grow that bond for it to turn sour. Where in the original child's play, like he's a doll who can, like, he's basically a Teddy Ruxpin. Like there's yeah. no actual emotional interaction there, but because it's this, you know, smart doll, it's, Andy can believe that it's actually listening and saying things and mm-hmm. and adapting to the things that are happening to him, and it makes that relationship more real, and it makes it more painful. I think this movie does a really good job of playing off of Andy's, uh, just the emotional guilt and shame of of revenge and, and being a bad lot in life, and, and like, the, the point where this comes... Uh, uh, to a head for me, and I think the most fucked up scene in the movie for me is they have this cat, uh, Mickey oh. Rooney. Mickey Rooney, total dick. They have this total dick cat, Mickey Rooney, and uh, Chucky kills this cat, oh, yeah. uh, and then tortures Andy with the sounds of that, him murdering yes. the cat. That was so creepy. That was like, in the the, like that is the creepiest thing I think that has happened in this franchise. Like I think that it was so just emotionally devastating because. <laughs> It plays the the audio of Andy basically asking him to do it. Like, mm-hmm. not in those terms, but you can see how Chucky would take it that way. And that's the thing that's really fascinating is that Chucky's conditioned to do the things that he does. He's just, it's, it's, he's just outputting what he's inputting. Yeah. And uh, to that point, I love that they're watching uh, Texas Chainsaw mm. Massacre at one point. Because he, like everyone's like, oh, this is like this horror movie. It's so great. And Chucky's and like, oh, this the sequel though, right? It's the sequel. It's yeah. Chucky's Saints on Mask yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, this is what people like. Like, uh, so like, let me go fuck some people up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was fun to see that Chucky was just kind of like in this movie, you know, kind of like a child, just like learning mm-hmm. things and then just taking the wrong message from stuff. Right. Like he sees Andy and his friends laughing at these people getting horribly mutilated in this movie, but you know he doesn't he's like a young child and doesn't like understand that this is just a movie and right. he doesn't like, they're not laughing because they want to see that in real life. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, it's just fun to see uh, the evolution of how he turns evil in this movie. It makes, and it's not just like he was a serial killer. It makes Andy somewhat accountable mm-hmm. for what's happening uh, in a way that I think is dramatically fascinating. And the best example of that is the present. the the watermelon head yeah watermelon head yeah i thought it was really funny that this disgusting watermelon head stays in the grandma's house for like two three days and it doesn't start to smell yeah it totally would or or ooze guts yeah yeah right oh so gross i don't know that was a fun of liberty. Yeah, yeah. that was a fun like comedic scene where they're like, "Oh, it's great." <laughs> well, because yeah, because basically after Chucky kills this shitty boyfriend, uh, who we found like who is who is always a dick to him, physically abuses him, like shoves yeah, him he down, shoves him, yeah. uh, and then goes back to his actual family. Uh, Chucky follows him home, kills him, decapitates him, and then leaves the head on uh, Andy's dresser. 
No, he takes the skin off and puts it around the watermelon. <laughs> watermelon, that's right. Yeah, it's not that's even right. the head. Yeah, because yeah. that's what they were doing in the uh, and, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. And uh, then Andy's trying to figure out a way to get out of it. He's befriended through Chucky, uh, befriended two neighborhood kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, they devise a plan to wrap the head in wrapping paper <laughs> and walk outside, which leads to a hilarious scene where uh, they cannot just throw it away because... <laughs> like, Aubrey Plaza stops them and is yeah, like, like, what's that? Yeah, <laughs> and they have to come up with the. He he says it's a present for the neighbors. Who's helping open it for another name? I don't even know. Yeah. 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 Uh, so basically, ends up giving the evidence to this murder to the <laughs> cops' mom. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is so crazy. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, you know, his two friends, which are a new addition um for this mm-hmm. movie, and I thought that was really great. The movie kind of like yeah. towards the end turns into a little bit like. You have this feeling of like a little bit of the Amblin, like kids versus yes. some sort of mm-hmm. evil thing, uh, and I love that. You know, again, like aging up, Andy lets him like be uh, more of a protagonist in the story and actually like fight. You know, physically fight with Chucky, whereas mm-hmm. before it's like you know Andy just kind of got sidelined and held mm-hmm. hostage by the cops because he was just he was really like a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just enjoyed. I really love the dynamic of these two, his two friends, and like all the kids in this movie. It was really cool. Yeah, I think that like the the friends are a little bit older. They're, they're alley kids like him. Yeah. Like the, the people that he, when Andy's hanging out outside uh, trying to avoid his mom and her boyfriend, he's just sitting in front of a laundromat. Yeah, there's a couple times where it seems like the kids just all live in a apartment room together. You yeah, never, you never see their parents, but they're always hanging. Like out it has together. like an attack the block vibe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and and yeah, like they're they're really really uh, both of them like the the kid. I forget his name. The boy. Uh, he's he's, uh, a little bit, he's a little bit uh, of a bruiser, like he's uh, like Donkey from Salute Your Shorts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you thought that before, right now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then the girls, like she's she's like a tough girl, and uh, I I Family, like yeah. I like that their friendship is comes up with Chucky, and they're friends with Andy up to a point until mm-hmm. they think that he's crazy, and then they disown him, and they allow him to kind of have that pain. Of, of, they go all the way to help him cover up the murder. Yep. They help him <laughs> yeah. dispose of Chucky, or so they think. But then that's when they kind of lose it. Because when Chucky, when um, Andy is convinced that Chucky has come back, they're like, no, 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 we threw that away. You're crazy now. <laughs> yeah, they're like, so, oh, wait, he probably actually did this. Yeah. Like, we believed him for a little bit, but then. But they don't turn him in either. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we've gone all this way. We haven't even talked about Mark Hamill. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. At all. What did you get? So, we, you know, we went into this movie having lots of, like, reservations. I mean, I did, at least. Yeah. Reservations about what it was going to be like hearing someone who's not Brad Dourif doing Chucky. Uh, and how do you guys feel that uh, it turned out? I think that, I mean, a, we, I sent around the article to, to all of us of, of Mark Hamill talking about his reverence for Brad Dourif's work and everything else. And I think that it's wildly different. Mm-hmm. And... um great i think i think that i think that it's really really good and i enjoyed every bit of it and there was never a point where even though the structure is the same and it i think that it's wearing it, it it's following the same beats as as the original child's play i think that he's doing something completely different here that i think works on it's a completely separate level yeah i thought it was amazing um he is 
like he brings like a vulnerability to him because like Chucky, Charles Lee Ray Chucky was always evil. Even when he's not being evil, he's pretending and he is evil still underneath. And so that's what Brad Dorf's been doing the whole time. Whereas this Chucky actually started out completely innocent and then grew and took on traits of the people around him that he's learning from and what he saw in TV. And, um, still like brings that innocence to the to the voice and uh but at the same time it's kind of like it was great but it's not really chucky like it didn't need to be named chucky basically which i know why they did it because that's how you get the butts in the seats right (laughs) Right, i was like would i even be watching this movie if it wasn't chucky you know but if it hadn't been named chucky it wouldn't have made any difference really yeah oh yeah go ahead could it could it have been called child's play and not named chucky i think so yeah yeah. That would have been a good compromise. I think so, yeah. Yeah, like I almost would have like liked it to be not that not a doll that looked that in overalls and that thing, like if it was his own thing, because I felt like the movie was original enough to not have mm-hmm. the trappings of it. But at the same time, like I think that it makes a lot of changes to the original formula and keeps a lot of it the same that I like. Like I said, like aging up Andy and having that relationship mean something, I think, is a good starting point. Like I think that they could definitely move it if they use this as a launching point to into going to more movies. They could bring more of the craziness in and and kind of move along the same path. But I think it's a better foundation to start with. Yeah, well, because at the same time, I mean, he's a computer. He's like Ultron, you know. Like he yeah. he it it's does he does become evil because he misunderstands what he's seeing. Mm-hmm. But the motivation is like not the same, and so like in a way you he could come back around he could go in another direction like you don't know like he is a computer yeah i think i think that like part of the like the black mirror point of it is like he didn't misunderstand yes exactly you have to be careful what you're actually saying the fact that he can record it and play it back to you is sort of hammering in on that but oh no well i also love how much he's like disappointed like this is what you like he's confused why he's not thrilled with what he's doing I love the I love the like tone of like wonder that uh you know Mark Hamill brings to the to the Chucky doll like in the beginning. Uh, There's like real curiosity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like you can hear like this like, you know, almost like cuteness in his voice. There's a couple of yeah. times, you know, in the early times before he is all murderous that you're like, Oh, that's so cute. Like yeah. he's, he's doing this funny stuff or he doesn't understand. This yeah. Thing. And you brought up Amblin and yeah. I felt myself thinking about ET a lot during this movie, yeah. especially cause his finger <laughs> exactly. He's got he, the he ET like kind of conducts electronics with his light up <laughs> finger. But other, even before that you got kind of the vibe of like, Oh, it's this innocent thing that doesn't understand our world. And so he's teaching him from yeah. a kid's eyes and that's why it's going to get messed up. And it was, so cute there's a very short scene of like andy walking him around in his bedroom and i was uh-huh. just like oh <laughs> and uh i mean yeah what what did you guys think of the uh like puppetry mechanics and uh like how the doll looked in this movie i thought that they um again a lot of the things that they brought over the dna for the original child's play like it seems like that there was a real dedication to practical effects for this movie. Like, I think that there was a lot of puppetry and I think that there was definitely some things that were CG. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that more than most movies of this budget of in 2019, it had a a lot of practical effects. Yeah. Apparently there were like, uh, seven, um, different puppets that they Mm -hmm. had used throughout the movie. And I think it was closer to like 20. Oh, designed them. And yeah, he said, I think he said he made like 20. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. 
They better update their Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought the doll, uh, I thought it was hilarious. Like the design, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, there were a couple times where it looked like um, like an oversized puppet from um, Team America. Yes. Like his face, like the way the face moved and stuff sometimes. And so I was just laughing. There, there's this whole bit where um, when uh, um, Andy first introduces the doll and shows the doll to his friends Pug and Fallon, um, he's like, look at it. It can do all this stuff. It, and they're like, whoa, it does whatever you say. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, cool. Well, we're going to go play a prank uh, <laughs> right now on your dad. <laughs> you're, you're not your dad. You're <laughs> the boyfriend or whatever. And uh, there's this funny scene of him like teaching Chucky to do like scary faces. Yeah, to be creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, no, open your eyes like really wide. And that, that whole playing with his mouth and the way his mouth moves and everything. I thought that was a really fun scene and I was just cracking up. And it's, it's, and it's, it's a so great ridiculous. element where like they teach him to be a murderer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Totally. He starts off by being a creep and then a murderer. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yep. Well, how did you guys feel about the facial effects and the, I guess, the makeup of the doll? So weird initially. Like yeah. every time I saw it in the trailer, I was like, Ugh. It's unsettling. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I ended up really liking it and I liked it even more. For the climax of this movie, we get to see all the Buddy 2 models, <laughs> uh, which are all insane. The most insane of which is the teddy bear model. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. The minute they showed that, everyone in the audience was like, what the fuck? <laughs> which looks like looks like the Eddie Munster version of It's of so Chucky. creepy. It's, it's so creepy. Horrifying. It's like it's like if you gave an Ewok a buzz cut and then like get <laughs> It's like yeah, it and then give it to the Clockwork like Orange treatment. The little country bear. Yeah, almost, it like yeah. barely looks like a bear. It looks like yeah. like a baby werewolf. It looks something. like a wolf boy. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that it, it's one of those dystopian things. Like I, I think that it very much looks like a focus grouped cuteness doll that is creepy and a compromise and i think that's exactly what it's supposed to be i did like how with the cg they didn't like overly smooth him out though like you can see some of the like seams that would need to be in the Mm -hmm. skin on the face like under the chin and like other places where he would have like you know hinges or like uh connectors or something like and it's not so smooth like he doesn't Mm -hmm. look like he's made out of plastic which is yes And we even get some uh, fun scenes where we get to see kind of like the inner workings of the yeah. doll. You know, we talked about, uh, you know, that Andy finally throws the doll away and yep. it's done. And uh, a character that we haven't mentioned because he's a fucking creep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the creepy super at this uh, this apartment building rescues Chucky. Who's and- playing the exact opposite role on uh, FX, What We Do in the Shadows TV show at the moment, by the way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I was kind of confused by this because the creepy super re is about to rebuild Chucky, but like, does he remove his memory? No, they are. Maybe? They already did. So they removed like they, they, yeah, um, the they, like thing they, in the, the battery, center. I guess, but the, the chip, yeah. the chip is the thing that has like the removed right. things that the Vietnamese guy screwed with. But then it seems like he knows Andy later. So I can't remember why he didn't, re- he didn't I take the chip out. Took out the battery core. Or yeah. Something, oh, seemed. that wasn't like the memories. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Whatever. But yeah, so that that um, that torture scene like also informs how this Chucky continues to act because he learns from this as well. Yeah, it's it's really good. Like it it uh, first he kills a cat, then he kills a abusive like somebody who who threatened his master. Basically deserved it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then he kills a pervert, and then he kills a grandma who did nothing wrong. <laughs> yes, yeah. the pretty poor cool. grandma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, this this perv dude. You find out that he's got cameras like put up in all of everywhere. The, yeah, apartments, like the, and it's yeah. creepy as fuck. But uh, yeah, Chucky sees um, the the mom uh, of the police officer saying like, "You're my best friend. Oh, right. You're my best buddy." And I had forgotten that <laughs> while she was being murdered. And I was like, why is uh, he doing this? Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's just a nice lady. <laughs> and then I, right before she died, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, but, yeah, back to this creepy dude. Uh, I love the way he goes out. It oh, it's amazing. So gross. The kills in this movie are very satisfying. Yeah. yeah. This dude is like Kaplan Central. He's got all the Kaplan stuff. He's, yeah. playing, he's got Kaplan speakers, Kaplan everything. Kaplan... Uh, Thermometer? What do you call it? Uh, AC? Yeah. Whatever. Thermostat. 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 Yeah. I'm like, what's voice that control? Word? Yeah. 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 Um, do, you think it, do you think those replacement parts were shipped in via Kaslin shipping? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. He has a Kaslin circular wood saw. Like. Yeah. He, he does. Yeah. I was like, wait. I was like, Chucky can control the, control the wood saw? Yeah. It says like, wood saw activated. Yeah. Uh, you I, know how you need... You need voice activation for your carpentry. Yeah. yeah. And I love this. You know, this scene plays on the whole, like, how stupid people sound. I mean, I do it here at my apartment, too. Yeah. I, I scream the, the A word at, uh, you know, the, the Amazon cylinder. I'm not going to say it. The A word. I'm not going to say it because then she'll talk. Um, but I love this scene where he's just like, Kaslin, lights on. And then they, because they keep, you know, Chucky keeps turning them off and he doesn't know what going, what's going on. Alexa, lights off. Oh, that's not going to work. Sorry. I didn't find a device named lights. <laughs> <laughs> We're podcasting in the dark. Okay. There's no lights here. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. I just, I just love that scene where he's just like, he's sounding so stupid saying, Kathleen, uh, turn off the thing. Kathleen. <laughs> and, uh, it's good stuff. yeah, he's, tr- you know, like Chucky is running around stabbing him. He stabs him like in the, the balls? I don't know. He, that was really He gets gross. like bone tomahawked by the, uh, yeah, the saw. Does. I cringed every day. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I was like, it. ooh, God. I mean, I know it's like trite, but I love it when people that are like sexually creepy get killed by getting their genitals screwed up. Like, yeah. They deserve it. Uh, totally. So. Um, I think that something that's interesting about like kind of the through line for Andy and Chucky's kind of emotional relationship is the song that they sing, the buddy song. Oh my gosh. And, and it's kind of goes from endearing to manipulative. And I kind of, like you talked about licensing, you are my sunshine and just kind of talking about that song a little bit more. It becomes such like a strong narrative point throughout the entire movie. Well, yeah, it's just the song that takes many different shapes. And, yeah. You know, I think Mark's contribution to it too mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. so key. And I'm not sure. Did you guys stay till the end of the credits? Yes. Oh, yes. You heard oh, the, yeah. other, the alt I version. loved yeah. it. Yes. That was like probably my favorite part so of the whole great. thing so was hearing that he, song. He's like this end. raspy, like Tom Waits type, like yeah. deep growl version. And was, so, was there a point during production where like that was not on the page where you're like, well, like what if Mark sang it? Or like what? Yeah, it was, it was during his like, um, during his casting phase, that uh-huh. we talked about that. Um, so I just looked up his page on Spotify today. He's yeah. actually performed on like four or five different other soundtracks. Oh, oh wow. I, I had a, I had a very strong Arkham City vibes. When oh I was yes, watching those credits because he sings a song in the credits of that. Uh, oh yes, game as the Joker. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, he sings. Uh, I just knew the, of the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but is this true? He's he stopped like doing. Um, 
normal acting because he's so closely tied to to Luke. Like he has to, um, he's doing voice acting now as his primary thing. He did that for a really long time, but he like after the Star Wars movie came back, and then he was in that Brigsby Bear movie, which Mm -hmm. he's fantastic in. Um, Okay, but like so, but. Yes and no, yes. I mean, like, for a very, very long time, that was his deal. And he is an incredible voice actor. Mm-hmm. He is. I, I thought the song, honestly, was the greatest thing that this reboot brings to the yes. franchise. Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, like, just even from this podcast, we know that I, I love a cheesy song in, yes. the, in the movie, and this was just, like, so that's, great. That's how you pick your fascist space leader. It is. <laughs> yeah, and Who can carry a tune? Yeah. <laughs> And it's so fun to hear the different variations. Like, yeah, you've got the super happy one. Yeah. And then, like, the kind of, like, fucked up version becomes, like, the backbone of the score. Like, even the main theme, like, for the yeah. movie. Uh, it's just, it was just really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the time he gets to the end of the credits, he's straight up threatening you with the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> he repeats it like six or seven times and each time becomes progressively creepier. Yeah. It's just so great. Yeah. It's an uncomfortable amount. I think on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> like, how many more times are they going to do this? It's like the small world song, you know, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't really gotten to the climax, but it ends up at the Zed store. Uh, Chucky, Chucky <laughs> kidnaps, the- uh, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, for the Buddy 2 release For the party. Buddy 2 release, which is so good. Oh, my gosh. The store's full of people waiting in line to get this toy. It and... really it really has the vibe of, you guys did this to yourselves. Yes. <laughs> like, you've done this. Like, it's already done. This is, this is the like, we see everyone getting their comeuppance, and it's like, society, this is your comeuppance. I did love that they brought back the... Um, the guy playing Chucky in a human-sized suit. Yes. Oh, my God, From yes. the first movie, like, when I saw the suit, I was like, oh, my God, the head's going to be amazing. And it was amazingly like, oh, yeah. horrifying. So many laughs in the theater. And yeah. and that dude gets fucked up. Oh, it was that was amazing. great. It was it's, the best coach. Yeah. <laughs> and then I loved it when Chucky controlled all the drones and they were flying around killing people, like, just random people. But it was hilarious. Well, yeah. it fucks up uh, Officer Mike as well. Yes. Yeah, I thought he was dead there for yeah. sure. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Back to it goes back to the technology though, like yeah, you know that that is just one drone scare the shit out of me personally. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I I was on I was on set once where a camera drone crashed into a building and then fell and fucked up a car, and I was just like, no, thank you, no thanks. They're terrifying. Um, I love the uh, back to the the guy in the suit. He he just like he's totally getting ready, and then like out of nowhere, a knife comes through the side of the thing and just right. stabs him, and that would be so terrifying. Um, Which is this is the guy who was extorted earlier for yeah. cheating on his his wife. Yep. So like again again deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> and I love like they're like welcome here's Buddy and he comes out and he's just like walking like he's drunk or yeah. something. And there's like this little girl in the front row who's just like oh my god she's so excited and he. <laughs> like kneels down and he and she thinks like I don't know he's gonna like hug her or yeah. something and he pulls the head off and it's like <laughs> this guy spurting blood all like all wow. over her the face and she even gets credited as like bloody girl or something screaming it's, girl yeah, yeah screaming girl in the credits you I know, that was hilarious you know what that scene reminded me of is in um old school when Will Ferrell's character, who's like, I think, super drunk, he falls into the pool. But at first, you don't know, he just like is walking. Kind yeah. Of goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, he got shot with a tranquilizer. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we get a whole uh, kind of third act climax scene in the storage room of this uh, shopping. The Zed Mart. The Zed Mart, yeah. Wait, wait, I guess it's like a Kmart. Yeah, or Walmart or Walmart, something. Walmart, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and this was really scary. It was great because he Chucky's kidnapped mom, mm-hmm. and he has her like hanging, but hasn't actually hung her yet. And then he turns on a crane machine that starts lifting her, and she's like literally being hung, hung. and yeah. dying and, and he has to climb up and, and try and save her she looks fucked up like yeah. it's not like oh no like it like she looks like it's she's sweaty and disheveled yeah and he probably like roughed her up pretty bad just to tie her up there in yeah. the first place right and then uh yeah and he's able to convince his friends who have abandoned him that uh, I mean, we didn't even really talk about the subplot where Chucky befriended the other kid and pretended not to be Chucky. Uh, but oh yeah, like, there's like he, this one's named Chode. I named yeah, him Chode. Yeah, <laughs> so stupid. Uh, but basically, they end up getting the kids to uh, you know kind of fight the evil of this technology. Yeah, and this is I love this. They had like a hedge cl- cutter and yes. like all this stuff, and they're like fighting all these. You know, because we we you know, we mentioned the the bear version of the buddy. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, you know, Chucky is like he's taking over all the like technology in the store. <laughs> yeah, not Morgan, but you know, he's taking over everything. Yeah, and yeah, he's doing bear- more than Brand ever did. <laughs> How <right>. dare you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the bear Chuckies are like are killing everyone, and that's so fun. And they they have a bunch of uh, fights with the kids and stuff. It's yeah, really cool. And then uh, Andy does the heroic thing, lets his friends go, saves them, and goes back to save his mom, which he does. And then Officer Mike, miraculously alive. (laughs) I did think that the mechanism still just of her hanging, and you're on this crane. You have to climb down the rope that is hanging your mom by her neck in order to save her. It's like, that is crazy. And also, like, he cuts the rope, and I was like, fuck, I hope he doesn't, like, fall on her or, like... How it, she she's she's tied up and she's falling from a kind of a high height like you know yeah, she well, can't because he's hanging on the rope and trying to cut it but if he slides down it's gonna be his he's gonna be the one killing her it's yeah, also yeah. one of those movies neck. like I, and I love when a horror movie does this like so we already saw what happens when you fall off a ladder so like gravity can fuck people up in this movie yep. and then so like as she's falling it knows that you know that and so like you're like it the fall really counts and it's mm-hmm. like it's like oh it's not just like oh it's victorious we saved her it's like oh god I hope she's not dead yeah um. <laughs> And I, I think that that's, again, as much as this could have been, like, I think this is like the Black Mirror reboot. It's like technology and everything else. And it could be this ex- escalation of the kills being crazy. And we're talking about a movie where a man in a watermelon garden gets trapped trapped in Christmas lights and then <laughs> his head gets exploded. But there is something very brutally simple about being hung. And I think that the movie always understands when it's being excessive and fun and stylized, but it comes back to this brutal reality. Uh, And I think that, that this hanging scene is the perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. The most low technology way to kill someone. Absolutely. (laughs) That's right. Absolutely. Um, And then at the end we get an office space, uh, kids destroying Chucky in the alley (laughs) scene. Yes. Which is pretty funny. We should have put some ghetto boys in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But we see that Chucky may have somehow transferred his consciousness into another doll. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which was what I, the first thing I thought, I mean, if he can like go into anything, like he's definitely copied himself into something. Yep. (sighs) Into your Alexa. That's right. (laughs) I have a question to ask you guys since you have reviewed all of them. Are falling deaths a common theme throughout all of them? Because in this one, we have the um, off the roof with the watermelon patch down into the saw blade and then mm. at the end. No, I, uh, they're, they're mostly stabbing based. 
There's some falling through glass, but it's the glass that kills. It's yeah. never the, the first person he kills in uh, the original film. She falls uh, through the. Window. Oh right, yeah, he does throw out her window. That's correct. Yeah, but oh, yeah. other than that, uh, no, I don't think because that... normally it's too difficult for Chucky and Tiffany, by extension, to get people lifted up to a place where they can be falling or right. being thrown from. So I liked that uh, you know this Chucky you know had a, a few more tricks up his sleeve as far as like killing people. <laughs> yeah, he, he since he could kind of control different you know items around the house he can he doesn't have to like make people be on his level all the time to kill them which is funny because it's kind of like the what is child's play three the jack bender one mm-hmm. yeah. starting in the uh whatever toy company uh that that executive's office like yeah it's basically the same power like he can control all the toys like we were talking about it as if he can like he was running around setting them all off but like he it's thematically the same type of death where there's like even a yeah, there's even a moment where I thought there was a little bit of callback where he's like controlling this police car. I thought yeah. that too, but no, it was it was what Jonathan just said that they couldn't really copy stuff from Child's Play Three, so I'm surprised that made it through. But yeah, yeah. it probably was a direct callback, and then they had to alter it to not yeah not yeah. look exactly like. But um, yeah, it definitely yeah the police car was definitely like I, it made me think of that. So I I overall I didn't I, I was like well if this wasn't I almost wish it wasn't a Chucky movie because I think it would have yeah. been, I, I, it was strong enough to stand on its own. But as a reinvention of the themes, I also thought it worked very well. Yeah. I'd be, I'm really curious to know what like hardcore uh, OG Chucky fans think of this movie because like, it's interesting to me that they, like, like they stayed so closely to the like, you know, characters and setup and everything. Um, you know, minus like the major departure being, uh, the way Chucky is evil in this, but like the characters right. are very similar. Um, and so I'd be interested, like I'm surprised that they didn't go even further away, especially he- after hearing like that, they couldn't, uh, you know, copy things to, that they were being very careful. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised they didn't like make more departures, but I don't know. Cause yeah, I think just on a creative level, I want to say like, they should have just made it not Chucky. It didn't even really, in my opinion, didn't even really need to be child's play, but the marketer in me knows that that's how you get people's attention. Mm -hmm. That's how you got people to go see this in the first place. It's a character they already know of at least, and will go see. And so it's just kind of like, you know, you win some, you lose some. But I think, I think that that comes across in a way, like I said, like it, cause it's good enough to be its own. Yeah. Yeah. So if it was, what would it be? Killer Furby or something like that? Yeah. Like, like, like I I almost wanted to be like some original, like, like weird robot, like something, like, like that, like some some weird adorable. It's like a scary thing. version of AI. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, which the movie I can't talk about because I'll probably start crying. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I at the same time, for all the similarities that similarities that it does have, I think that it. And and all the things we liked about the first mm-hmm. one of it, the single mom and, and kind of that anxiety that happens of like, oh, am I like doing the right thing by this kid? Like all of that thematic stuff is there and I think it is updated in a way that works and is smart and is not um, just a one-to-one frivolous, like we're just going through the motions, like we're, we're running yeah. the Chucky playbook. That being said though about the relationship with the mom, I think having this crappy boyfriend kind of hurts the relationship between Andy and his mom. And sure. it's like, I believe that she cared about her son. And at the end she kind of says like, don't F with my son to Chucky. And I totally, it's not like I thought she was a bad mom, but I think I could have had more of a relationship between them and maybe less of the boyfriend. Yeah. I think it was the way to show that she's fallible, like that she's yeah. still strong and still yeah. like, like looking out for him, 
but like she's like not. And that she's so young. Then she's so young. Like the relationship is just like different. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there was a reality to it that was unrealistic. But if that makes sense, like Mm -hmm. it's just like ooh. Well, I love that we're in the middle of a kind of like living toy renaissance right now. Yes. I know. This movie came out the same weekend as Toy Story 4, and Annabelle is just around the corner. (laughs) Comes out actually tomorrow, I think. Um, It even scared away one living doll movie, Brahms the Boy (laughs) 2. Ran away to some other uh, place because, uh, you know, I think it was like... Was it originally supposed to be right now? It was now? supposed to come out this summer, wow. yeah. And oh, they were yeah. like, yeah, maybe not. Wow. Oh, that movie. I can't even... Dad Boy? Dad Boy 2. Dad Boy 2. <laughs> did, did you guys catch the little Easter egg? There was a, a little uh, popsicle stick figure like that they kicked out of the way. What? Did, no. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. But I had not, not seen... Sure if it was an insert, like after they figured out they were piggybacking. Right. <laughs> I know they've been putting out all those awesome posters. Oh, the marketing's been great. I I didn't notice it, but I had not seen Toy Story 4 yet. Oh, okay. I did notice that that the lawnmower that kills the guy says CP88 on the front of it. Mm. Nice, nice. What's the significance of that? Child's Play. Oh, okay, 80, got it. 1988. <laughs> Duh. Wait, I, I thought it was a Pixar thing. I was a yeah, they had an A113. Yeah, yeah. The Pizza Planet truck drove by. And... There was the, the bottle cap from up and yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, so are we going to talk about our reviews for this movie or are we going to talk about Child's Play as a franchise overall? Uh, let's talk about this movie. First, okay. What's your rating system? Tony? Oh, I have to come up with it. Um, let's see. How many shaved werewolf babies would you give? <laughs> Child's Play twenty nineteen. Me? Yeah. Um, I uh, I really like this movie a lot. Um, I came out of the theater being like, that was really fun. Yeah. I gave it immediately an eight out of ten. Yes, which is pretty high. I can't even remember what I gave the first movie. Um, it was probably around the I think same. An eight. We gave it an eight. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I love, I really love everything that Don Mancini did with the, you know, the, the franchise up until this point. Um, I've been, I've been having a lot of fun watching this, uh, watching through everything, but I, you know, I was, I was, you know, hesitant about this new movie, but, um, so I kind of went in with low expectations maybe. Mm -hmm. And so I am pleasantly surprised to say that, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, the tone is just like, you know, kind of wacky in the beginning. And mm-hmm. there's just lots of really funny moments, like genuine, I was like, like genuine, like guttural laughter for me in the theater. Mm-hmm. I saw it by myself and I was also like laughing really hard. Yeah. You know? And, you know, um, also, you know, after the movie was over, there were tons of people like waiting to the end of the credits. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, I heard people like theorizing about what was going to happen next. Uh, and it just seems, I just think it was like a really fun way to reboot this movie. Um, I'm totally down to see, more if they make a yeah a sequel along the lines of this uh you know this reboot rebooted um version um and i think mark hamill is just like an inspired choice for this i was thinking like who else could have done this like who else could they have gotten like the fact that they got mark hamill for this is just like slam dunk uh, yeah I, mean, I think i think that it's the thing that legitimizes it I, in a way that's very yeah. i i don't if it was just some person i don't know that it could be as emotional as as it comes across it's and really can, incredible no one can be mad at mark hamill yeah like right. especially the people that like chucky i like guarantee you they all like star wars yeah okay? like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. 
And there's just like, you know, there's just like a lot of like franchise reboots and stuff. Like they recently did the men in black one. And there's like a lot of stuff that comes out that feels like they aren't really like putting a lot of thought and like heart into it. And I feel like, um, everything that has come out about this movie before it came out, um, like they did this whole big thing, like, um, you know, introducing bear McCreary as the like composer. They did a whole video showing his toy, his toy orchestra that they're, you know, is like the infamous thing for this movie. Um, and then the big reveal of Mark Hamill, I just feel like they put a lot into this and really tried hard. And you can tell, um, as yeah. opposed to something like I just saw, like Men in Black. Well, no, yeah, it was, it was like it was like we understand that these movies have a fan base, and we understand that this fan base is going to need some convincing to to mm-hmm. move on to something else, and let's put in the work to do that. And from people who just watched all seven Chucky movies <laughs> yep. uh, in the past seven weeks, it's like the legacy of it is a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot. There's a lot going on, and it becomes clunky. And like, I don't think that it's a bad thing to strip that back and kind of reboot it. And I think that it brought everything important forward. Mm -hmm. And I think that it brought the, the new things that I brought that it brought are relevant in a way that I find interesting. And again, I don't think that it necessarily has to be a child's play movie, but if it is, I'm okay with that. And what was your number since you just talked about it? uh, I'm going to say seven shade werewolf babies. Or retroactively, whatever I gave the first one. <laughs> ah. um, I'm also gonna. Oh god, I feel like I'm between you guys. I'm gonna say seven and a half. Oh, as horrifying cool. as that would be, shaved werewolf. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I agree with what you said. I think that just for my personality, and I think you know, all three of us are sort of like nerds who like these like ce- cerebral thinky movies and TV shows like lost and black mirror. And like, we're talking sure. about this. And so this, you know, has, the, I mean, the, the other ones are fun and interesting and more guilty pleasure kind of horror movie, um, you know, eighties stuff. Uh, but this is like something that you can keep thinking about and be like, well, what are the implications of this? Like, you know, the, like no one came out of the first one being like, well, you know, what are the implications of this voodoo curse of the serial killer? You know, whereas this you're like, oh, oh wow, maybe I know. shouldn't be saying so much voodoo over yeah, my breakfast. Like, oh, let me look at all my devices at home. Like, what am I doing? Should, yeah, yeah. should kids be playing with this stuff so early? Like, should they be learning it like d- this? It did do a very good job. We're like, make most like. Black Mirror is preachy. Yeah. Like, this movie's not preachy. Like, no, this no, no. Movie's it wasn't like, preachy. Like, if you don't want to engage in it at that level, it's just flat entertaining. And yeah, then and afterwards, the end, if the, you're like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, in the end, all the kills are still there, and they are great horror movie kills. Yeah. They were all really good. Yeah. And um, also, like I said before, the song. You know, the song gets, like, <laughs> so all, all the points for me. Like, so the good. song is a 10. Everything else, I'll say seven and a half. <laughs> so good. So I guess you can't really be uh, totally unbiased, but do you want to give your rating? You should say 10, but... You, you know, don't whatever. have to if you don't want. <laughs> yeah. I abstain. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, but, uh, but, but have you guys seen the music video that Bear put out for the... You know, I haven't. Theme? I what? saw there was one, but I've been waiting because I didn't want to spoil it. You will enjoy so it. What it so we what? will definitely tweet that out for yeah. sure. So it's the same art stylized art direction as his like introduction of the toy orchestra, but mm-hmm. now it's like the finished product. It's oh amazing. man! Oh my god! It's, that's it's like a part two to that. Amazing! Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Go check that. Cool. Well, were there any other like stories from the production or anything else that you wanted to mention that we didn't touch on? 
No, it was just, I mean, we were so excited when Mark came on and that Mark, between Mark and Bear, they really made the movie and they made our jobs a lot easier. Did you get to meet Mark Hamill? Uh, just at the screening real briefly. Oh, but okay. He, he was, he was up and out quicker than anyone. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet. I but, bet. That's but we so all, cool. we all met, um, Paperboy, Brian Terry, yeah. um, <laughs> the, the kid, the younger kid, uh, the, f- the friend, I forget his name. Anyway. Um, Sweet. I don't think that part was too interesting. Yeah, I think that it's one of those movies that, especially from a, a, a sequel standpoint, that is so made by the music and the song and everything brought it forward. And so, like, it's really fascinating to have you on as a guest for for kind of wrapping up a franchise. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, to, for that end, like, Child's Play, what, what, what do we feel overall, guys? Oh, my gosh. There's Ooh. so many. It's hard to... <laughs> I don't even think I can put them in order. Like I, we don't need to do an order; it's no. too much. I haven't even thought about it. Yeah, I didn't think about it's, it. Either. It's not quite an order. I think that it's just so funny of how I think that more than than Freddy or Jason or any other or Scream or anything else, like it kind of rode through our entire f- horror livelihood, like of our of our lifetime. Like it started in the eighties. It started with those slashers. It tried yeah. to ingratiate itself with those those classic movies. And then and it was parodied. Su- it started parodying. And, and, and itself. then was successful in mm-hmm. that. And then and then kind of followed the scream thing. And I think that stayed more relevant than any of those movies throughout because like Jason X or whatever those movies like they, they How they, dare you first of all <laughs> I love Jason X uh, and so I think that it's a it's a you know if you wanted to to point to you know if somebody was if there's some 14 year old comes to you like what was horror like when you were growing up it's like well watch the child's play movies because I think it's a pretty decent through line in terms of all the trends of horror and everything that was going on from being meta, from it being rebooted, and then even leading up to, I think that that this version is a touchstone of modern horror. I think that it, it does everything right. Um, and so I think that that legacy is important and interesting. I think that it went far enough that it's like, it's got the stuff that you like, but it's its own thing. But I think it still leaves room for people that love the original characters and love the Don Mancini storyline. Like, sure. there's, I feel like there's room in this world for the TV show that they're trying to put together. Oh, and both can absolutely yeah, exist. Yeah, like, they, totally. they're, so, they're different enough that you're not going to feel like, well, you know, like, they, they both could exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, we talked about this a few times during some of the other episodes, but the fact that... Uh, you know, this series, unlike a lot of the series we work and we go through, uh, really had like, you know, a singular voice shepherding it through the mm-hmm. 30 years with Don uh, Mancini. Uh, you know, just really bring something different. Like, you know, every time the movie next movie came out, I'm sure that, you know, fans like felt like immediately that they could trust it because uh, Don Mancini is behind it um, up until this point. And I think that that's really unique uh, for all, you know, for through all the different franchises we've looked at. Um, and I feel like just having him behind every, behind everything up until this point has been really fun to see the evolution. And you kind of don't, you don't get to a moment where like, maybe you didn't like one of the, ep- uh, one of the episodes, one of the films, which we're the, sure you didn't. Yeah. One of the films <laughs> in the franchise, you don't have, you, you know, you don't have like, Oh, well, 
the original writer isn't on it anymore and they took it over from whatever. So, you know, it's been, it's been kind of interesting to have that dynamic. Like it all comes from this sole person mm-hmm. and has really been shepherding. And I really liked that. Um, and I had such a fun time watching through all these movies and the, the twists and turns in tone uh, between each sequel. Uh, it's been really fun. And um, I mean, Chucky is, you know, like one of the all time greats, iconic mm-hmm. characters. Brad Dourif, uh, you know, I I really want that TV show to happen or, or something. Yeah. yeah. I, I want more. Uh, I think the TV show can totally happen for people who want to read a wiki. And then I think that the, the sequel to this one uh, can also be fantastic yeah. and well, both and can if, exist. If it continues where they cannot reference the later films, they're not going to be allowed to do the Tiffany stuff anyway. Right. So they're going to have to figure oh, yeah. out their own thing. I, and, and, like, and it's already built in such a different way. Yeah. But, but started with the same kind of... DNA, and I, I think that both can exist and, and be highly entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you guys have any thoughts about where they could go? Like, uh, you want uh, grown-up Andy fighting him again? <laughs> Slightly more, not 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 grown-up, but like the same actor. I If they don't bring back the same people, then it's like not going to be good, in my opinion, but mm. they so, somehow can't get Mark Hamill for a sequel. So could it be like Andy goes to high school, and then he, and then he has sure. all these... New yeah, pro- new problems. I think it has to keep being Mark Hamill. I mean, if they do, oh yes, if they do decide to get rid of the saddest boy in the world, uh, Gabriel Bateman. I mean, that, <laughs> that's okay. I guess. Like, I would like to see him in Aubrey Plaza again, obviously. But yeah, you can robots ca- and computers can really go anywhere. It's a right? it's a backdoor prequel to Terminator Dark Fate. <laughs> I know. <yeah. laughs> I was like, I know what I want to see. There's a moment in the. Uh, movie towards the end when they're at the buddy two launch where you get to see all these different accessories and stuff oh, yes. that the, uh, the dolls yeah, have. I saw and there's one that's a leprechaun outfit for the doll. <laughs> uh, and that I was, was like, the first thing that I, yes. I was like, I was like yes, yes, show me that. I want a leprechaun Chucky or, or leprechaun versus leprechaun Chucky. Versus Chuck- no, uh, you know what, you know what I love to see? Uh, like Chucky at like a CES, like a giant technology, like Vegas convention. <laughs> like that would be, crazy oh, fun man yeah and he well, just unleashes everything yeah i was thinking what about if he can take control of all the chuckies around the world all yeah. at once and it's like an uprising yes that would That'd be, be great. great chucky colon uprising <laughs> <laughs> terminator uprising <laughs> terminator dark fate uh well i think that's gonna do it for child's play Right? Yeah, I think so. We're 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 coming down to the wire here at the end of Child's Play. Do we are we announcing what we're doing next? Yes, we are going to announce. But first, before we do that, yes. I want to say thank you to Jonathan for yeah. being here. Thank you, it was incredible. You guys. Uh, you, yeah, it was so great to hear all those insights about the music and like you know restrictions that the movie had. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, and thanks for tolerating just us shooting the shit I about the plot and everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I learned as much as you guys. <laughs> Well, thanks for being here. Uh, Eliz, uh, where can people, um, you know, reach out to us? Yeah, please email us, sequelrights at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or suggestions for future franchises. And you can also find us on social media at sequelrights on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That means a lot to us. We're on Spotify. Listen to us there. Uh, and... Please, if you oh, if you do leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts, we will read them on the air. We will, we will. So long as they include foul language. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're done with Child's Play, and then we're heading off to camp. That's right. You know, just to, 
just uh, not too long ago, uh, summer started officially here uh, and everywhere. Um, <laughs> only here. Not, not everywhere. Only here in this hem- everywhere. This hemisphere. Not in Sorry. Not everywhere. Uh, you know, here. Here in California. Anyway, summer. Summer is here <laughs> right now. And what's better than summer camp during the summer? So we're going to uh, talk about meatballs. Meatballs, you guys. Another 80s movie. Meatballs. Comedy. Bill Murray. Summer camp. It's going to happen next week. I don't know anything about this series. Kill it. Kill it. Kill I'm it. assuming we have a lot of camp stories that we'll get to share. Summer only happens here today on the podcast. Uh, all right. Well, we're, we're off the rails here. We'll talk to you guys next week for Meatballs. Jonathan, thanks for being here. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah.